the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hour number two of the Wednesday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show on 98.9 FM. The answer starts right now. And before I bring in my guest, I want to say congratulations to all the new engaged couples out there. Christmas is a big time. I know there will be more on New Year's Day as well. You need to consider the Legacy on Possum Run. If you go to thelegacyonpossumrun.com, You'll be able to check pricing, availability, because there's a calendar there with open dates, and get tour information. You can also sign up for the January 28th open house. But most importantly, you're going to see the three beautifully unique spaces that comprise the venue and why Ohioans are raving about the legacy on Possum Run. From Cleveland to Columbus to Cincinnati. Oh, by the way, check out the supply closet. That's a cool little thing that allows you – to use stuff for free, and it saves you hundreds, maybe thousands of dollars uh, in spending on your special day. So the legacy on possumrun.com is where you need to go. Your legacy begins here. Disclaimer, uh, my wife Whitney and I uh, are owners, operators, uh, partners in that business with a few other partners. And so we benefit when you select us, and we are grateful for your support. All right, I want to go right to the phone line, and I want to welcome in a friend of the show. He is state Senator Andrew Brenner, and he's a Republican from uh, the Delaware County area. State <laughs> State Senator uh, Brenner, welcome to the Bruce Woolley Show. How are you today, sir? I'm doing fine. How are you doing today, Jack? I'm do I'm doing well, and I'm glad you're doing fine um, because, and I just want to remind our listeners uh, what a swatting call is. It's when someone makes a false report of a crime in progress to draw police to a certain location. And uh, we know that on Christmas Day, two GOP lawmakers in D.C., uh, Reps Brandon Williams and Marjorie Taylor Greene, were the targets of swatting calls. But you were as well, weren't you, State Senator? Yeah, uh, fortunately, I was not uh, at the houses when it happened. Uh, my wife was at, at home uh, when the second one occurred. But by that point, law enforcement knew what was going on, but had to show up anyway for his, you know, proper protocol. But uh, yeah, yesterday afternoon, I get a call at about 3:20 uh, that the police were dispatched to my uh, a former primary residence uh, where we lived. I, I still have the house as a rental. Uh, I've got several rental properties, but the. Um, Earlier in that afternoon, uh, Representative Miller and former Representative Carfagna were swatted. And uh, so my instance happened 20 minutes later. And I believe uh, since the other ones had happened, law enforcement was like, okay, something's up here. So instead of sending the police in blazing, they did come in, check the house out, saw that it was secure, no, no problem. And then they left, but they called me. 
I did talk to a Sergeant Diaz, very polite, um, very professional, uh, explain what happened. Um, and then at about six o'clock yesterday, I went to uh, the store to get some stuff for dinner. My wife was still at home and uh, the sheriff's deputy showed up at our new residence and for the same thing. Uh, they got another call and these calls were suggesting that, you know, something severe had happened and that they needed to go there uh, to rescue, you know, somebody in the house. I won't get into the details of what what was uh, actually uh, said, but um, so, yes, I, uh, I think that uh, these were done probably because I uh, was one of the sponsors of a swatting bill uh, about a year and a half ago. And uh, I know that uh, rep former Representative uh, Rick Carfagna, Representative Miller, and um, they were supportive uh, of the House version. We actually got the House version signed into law by uh, Governor DeWine. I think it was uh, went into effect in April of last year. And um, yeah, this were those calls came in, and I'm not even sure they know where they came from. They could have been from here in Ohio. They could have been from overseas. We we really don't know. I don't think at this point. So let's uh, go to that piece of legislation. And I know I'm I'm kind of putting you on the spot with this. That swatting bill then that is now in the Ohio Revised Code. What would that mean if law enforcement officials find out who's behind this? What did that bill create? Yeah, all it did was essentially increase uh, the penalties uh, for swatting. So what happened before computer gamers would do this, they would live stream their computer games. And then um, while somebody was, you know, live streaming their game, a computer game watcher would call the police into that house. They would raid the house and um, it's all caught on stream, you know, live stream. And it has led to some people having people like heart attacks and other things because people are just not expecting the police to show up. Because you know, if you're innocent, you're not going to be expecting that to happen. And uh, so we felt because there was an instance that happened in the Genoa Township. Uh, this was a couple years ago, and one in Powell, uh, where I was uh, at the time. And um, in both cases, uh, you know, we felt that it was a good idea to increase the penalties. Uh, for this so that and so did the attorney general who was uh, promoting this uh, and I I agree with it I think that the, it should have been uh, increased penalties and I don't recall uh, the penalty levels but we just we increased the penalties uh, and I think there's some jail time now that you would get uh, that's mandatory versus before so the idea was that hey look if you're going to do this you're going to be penalized because you're taking away law enforcement from mm -hmm. what they would normally be doing Yep. Uh, you are uh, in utilizing those resources. You're potentially putting people in harm's way, not only the people in the house, but the police officers and law enforcement who may be going in and maybe somebody's, you know, not expecting it, but then they pull out their own gun thinking that they're being invaded. So it's, it's can be very severe. And um, just fortunately, nobody was uh, injured or anything yesterday and uh, or over the last couple of days since it's also happened uh, all over the United States with the uh, I know Marjorie Taylor Greene was also swatted a couple of days ago. And I believe that's about the eighth time she's been swatted. I, I go back to a few weeks uh, ago and there was an incident in uh, well, actually, it was all over Ohio, but it did involve Olentangy Local School District, which I know is in. Uh, your district, and it's um, yep. a district important to me. And 
law enforcement officials very quickly figured out that because of the massive uh, size of the threat that was that was posed, they went, well, wait a minute. There's no way that they're going to get all these things into all these different schools. And so they kind of you know said this doesn't seem credible, but it certainly was coordinated. It had happened, uh, I think, a week prior or just days before in Texas, the same type of thing. And now we're seeing it happen with with lawmakers who seem to be on the Republican side of the aisle. Let me ask you this. Do you think that this is all coordinated? And what is the end goal, if you had to guess? I, you know, I don't know that it's all coordinated, but I do think that there are people who are uh, from that are going after Republicans specifically. And uh, they're using this uh, as a kind of a terrorist tactic. And I'm not to say that we were terrorized. We weren't. I wasn't terrorized. But it is something that is not appropriate. It is uh, something that people shouldn't be using. And again, I mean, somebody's going to get killed uh, mm-hmm. or injured or something severe could happen if this were to continue. So, uh, and I can, I'm concerned that use, utilization of artificial intelligence, yes, you could get something to automatically make phone calls and do a cyber attack uh, to law enforcement all over the United States at the same time. And I, I could see this being used as a terror weapon, specifically from foreign countries uh, wanting to do chaos here. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see Chinese hackers or Russian hackers or somebody overseas who wants to cause some chaos here to utilize it. I could even see that happening, obviously, with uh, domestic terrorists using this to attack our systems. Mm-hmm. And it's it's highly inappropriate. And I think it's something that we, uh, as lawmakers and and obviously law enforcement need to be taking a different look at as to how do we, you know, shore up our systems to make sure that we can trace down who's doing this. And at a minimum, what it does, my concern is, is it gets us comfortable with the police state. It gets us comfortable with the idea that, you know what, they may just show up. They may just show up at any time and they may have, you know, the reasoning of, well, there's a threat, so we've got to take a look inside the house, right? We've got to make sure that you're safe mm-hmm. out of an abundance of caution. Now, I know that that goes down a, a rabbit hole pretty quickly, but that's uh, one of my concerns. Uh, so we've got about 30 seconds here. I'm going to put you on the spot. Do you think Governor DeWine, he's got two days, I believe, until December 29th to make a decision on House Bill 68. Does he sign it? Does he let it sit? Or does he veto it? I'm right now guessing that he's going to let it sit. Um, I, I think that there's too much good in it that I think he knows uh, from the standpoint of protecting women's sports. But I, I think he, we know this. I don't believe the science is there for the transgender for minors. It just isn't there. We know in Sweden, it they've completely gone back on it. So I think if you take that into consideration and where, you know, the, the, the hospital groups are pushing him to veto it, I think he may end up not doing anything and, and making a statement, look, there's too many different sides on this, and I'm going to leave it up to the legislature and, and their decision. He is Senator Andrew Brenner. Thanks for being with us, sir. Are you seeking a lucrative side hustle? The Alpha Beta Report, it's your golden ticket. They've cracked the code on turning humble accounts into towering assets. You'll get educated, you'll get empowered, 
and you'll learn how to let your money work wonders. You can dive in at alphabetareport.com. That's alphabetareport.com. And thank you to the Alpha Beta Report for your continued support of the Ohio Press Network. And by the way, if you are not yet a subscriber to the Ohio Press Network, please get on board. Your support allows us to continue. And our growth will allow us to hire more writers. And that's important because the fourth estate, the press, is supposed to do the digging, unearth information, and deliver it to you so that you can make informed choices, whether that's for governor, for president, for school board, or even in deciding whether or not you buy into the agenda, the, the, the climate warming, green energy agenda, whatever it is. Right. Or the trans movement in our schools. And uh, we're doing that work at the Ohio Press Network and we're doing it through the lens of truth. And uh, I think that in 2024, we're going to see a massive uptick in readership, a massive uptick in the uh, distribution of content because voters are turning out against the lying media. And the media lies. In fact, I would argue, and uh, hopefully you remember, and if you don't remember, I'll give you a quick refresher. We live in a world where the power monster wants more power and money. And the power monster is the solution for all of your ailments. And the power monster has spokespeople, politicians, who say, I can fix that problem. You just need to vote me in. We can do something about that. We just need a few more tax dollars. And the, the monster, the innards of the monster are really run by bureaucrats. Those are the people who are unelected at the state level, at the federal level, who turn the gears. And by the way, they are self-interested <laughs> in the monster growing. It's their livelihood. It's their paycheck. It's their pension. It's their health care. And in a lot of ways, it's their ticket to, you know, cozy engagements and Christmas parties and nice dinners with lobbyists. These are the people that run things. And they have all of the solutions, except they have none, um, which is why they give emotional responses to facts. Because if they have to stand on the ground of facts and battle you mano a mano, they will lose every time. But I say all of that because the power monster is designed to be ever-growing and inefficient and ineffective. Nonetheless, its spokespeople will drum up chaos. They will drum up crisis. Remember, never let a crisis go to waste. And then they will pitch the solution. The problem is they have infiltrated every meaningful institution in this country, the press particularly. Uh, the press is almost entirely captured by the power monster or what we would call the elites, like I, I said earlier in the show, the elitists. But they've captured our healthcare system. They've long captured our education institutions. And um, it's now noticeable you know, the, the great thing about COVID in 2020, and that's a little bit of a, I don't know, 
nifty way of, of looking at the world, say 2020 vision, right? COVID response, 2020, people were able to see with clear and perfect vision what was going on in our schools, what was going on in our state houses, what was going on in the White House and in the federal bureaucracy. And people are, are kind of turned on to that now. And so I tell you all of that to tell you this. Because you are awake and because you are aware, the numbers that I read earlier are the numbers. Um, and if I can find them again. Aha. 62% disapprove of immigration, 59 in the economy, 60% foreign policy, 64% inflation, 57% crime, 52% disapprove of the handling of Russia and Ukraine, the direction of the country Almost 68% say that we are going in the wrong direction. So now what do you do? In order for the bureaucracy and the Bidens and the lefties to stay in control, they've got to come up with a crisis, right? Because the crisis is what they can fix. I mean, we've got a crisis, make no mistake. We have a border crisis. We have an economic crisis, we have an identity crisis. We have a healthcare crisis. But their answers on those problems are ineffectual. So they'll create another one. And I don't know if you caught this yesterday, but I want to play this for you. And uh, this will be the, the question that I ask you um, here in the second hour if you want to call in. So uh, have a listen here. 2024 may be the year of a black swan event. This is a national security event with high impact that's very hard to predict. Um, there are a number of cons, uh, concerns that I have that factor into that. Not only this uh, sort of enduring heightened threat level that we're facing, uh, the wars in Israel, also Ukraine. And we're so divided in this country in ways that we haven't seen before. And I think that just creates fertile ground for our adversaries like North Korea, China, and Iran. And that's what uh, concerns me most. Now, that was Catherine Herridge, and uh, she is a CBS News senior investigative correspondent currently based in D.C. And she was on Face the Nation yesterday. So in 2020, it was COVID. In 2024, it's a black swan event <laughs> a code word for we've got something planned for you and uh we're gonna kind of bird dog it a little bit so that when it does happen you can listen to us as the prognosticators and then we'll help pitch the solution of the front man or the front woman for the the power monster that's what's happening so give me a call at 844-TALK-989 that's 844-825-5989 what is the black swan event what is going to happen in this presidential election year that we'll, that that the left will use to try to recapture more power and stay in the White House. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.